Welcome to the Inquisitive Analyst. I'm your host, Marcus Udekang. It's the show where we chat about business analysis and project management issues and the challenges and triumphs within those fields. It's inspiring, informative, and very much inquisitive. My guest today is a senior business analyst who has been involved with business leadership, operations management, strategic and IT planning, as well as the establishment of the Business Analysis Center of Excellence. He was once president of IIBA Calgary Chapter. He was director of regions and chapters for Global IIBA. He is now director of chapters and membership engagement for Global IIBA. Please help me welcome to today's show, joining us all the way from Calgary, Canada, Jared Garay. Welcome, Jared. Thank you for having me, Marcus. This is awesome. All right. Great to, great to have you on the show. Now, we've got to talk a lot about IIBA. Fantastic group of folks. When and why did you join IIBA? I'm very much interested as a member and then as an employee. Well, that's a great question. So I joined back in February of 2008. Um, I was working for a, a local company here in Calgary, and they miss, in my mind, they misunderstood what the role of business analysis was all about. We were essentially junior project managers. We got a lot of coffee, booked a lot of meetings, took a lot of notes. And I knew business analysis was more than that. So I learned of this, this association, uh, International Institute of Business Analysis, and they had a body of knowledge. So I wanted to learn more. So I, I jumped in both feet like I usually do and joined them, uh, soon became VP of marketing for the chapter, went on to become president. Um, and all in all, what that whole concept was, the, re the reason I went in was I now have a global standard on how business analysis sh should function, right? The framework that we call the BA Bach or the Babook or however we pronounce it, different uh, cultures pronounce it differently, believe it or not. Um, but the having that global standard behind me, I could say, well, no, 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 this isn't how business analysis should happen. This is what we should be doing. And it led to a, a how do I explain it? The, the organization all of a sudden took a different direction. We started using business analysis practitioners in a way that we'd never used before. We were more effective. Our projects were more successful because we were following basically global best, best practices. So that's when I started creating a center of excellence, how we can get our entire team of, of business analysts to elevate their, their game, elevate the, the role and the functionality at, uh, at this organization. So that's kind of how I got involved in IIBA. And of course, along the way, as I said, I, I became part of the chapter and, and really worked within the community. And then from there, I got into what was then called the Volunteer Chapter Network, which was a network of global chapters. Um, and I became the chair of that. And then in 2017, I was talking to our, our then president and CEO. And he said, well, I've got a new role, director of chapters and regions, would you be interested? Well, heck yeah, I would. Um, so that to be involved on a global scale at IBA, absolutely. So that was June of 2017 when I switched from, from doing business analysis to um, leading the, the chapter and regions team. That being said, it, it's, it's interesting, someone says, well, you don't do business analysis anymore. 
That's not true at all. Do business analysis just as much now. As a matter of fact, I was um, speaking at a, a conference yesterday and explained that we all do business analysis. We do business analysis in everything we do. Um, I may actually do more. So that's how I got involved in the IBA. And that's, of course, how I got to my current role. Uh, absolutely adore it. Fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I pronounced it Babak, not B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-
we have an online library, and I think most members don't take full advantage of this, but the online library has over 11,000 titles. You would have to have a pretty big room and a pretty expensive or a pretty fat wallet to pay for all these. You can download them. Some of them are um, PDF copies of, of various business books. Some of them are summaries. There's some journals. There's some audiobooks. Um, it's amazing. I know I had to, to travel up to Edmonton, um, I guess it was two, three weeks ago, and put in one of my favorite books, The Trusted Advisor by David Meister, amazing book, and listen to it on the way out. It was, it, it's just awesome as a, a member benefit. Of course, we have the Knowledge Hub, uh, which is our brand new um, online solution that we just released uh, a couple months ago. We have discounts to events and certifications. We have a career action guide. We have a competency model. We have, I mean, it's, as a practicing VA, the value that IP membership gives you is extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely good bang for your buck. In fact, it's great bang for your buck. So it's fantastic. Now, you mentioned COVID, obviously, going to conventions before COVID. And what, uh, what recent changes have, have you seen with IIB over the past year uh, to address COVID, COVID concerns? We've done a number of things. And one of the things that we did, not because of COVID, but was really smart in advance of COVID is we moved all of our certifications to online proctoring. Mm. You can still go to a test center if and when they're open, but you can still get, you can now get certified. I know there are mm. some other organizations that didn't go to online proctoring. Um, so their certifications just stopped because all the test centers were closed because of COVID. Hmm. Um, but we did that in January so of 2020. So that really wasn't because of COVID. Um, what we did do is we increased our webinars. We increased our webinars so that our community would be more engaged because it's all about engagement. I mean, that's, that's my, my job, chapters hmm. and membership engagement. It's all about making sure that they're involved in, and that there's reasons for hmm. them to feel that, that family experience. Um, so increasing our webinars, we were doing maybe one every month and a half sort of thing. We increased that to about two every month. And I remember the, the one comment I got back from one of our members. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm homeschooling my child. And this is the first adult conversation I've had this week. Um, now, that was back in April of 2020 when, when the COVID was, was relatively new. But we wanted to stay connected with our members. And I think we did that um, enormously well throughout the pandemic, right? We also um, increased our collaboration calls with our chapters. So we became a closer community. And, and I now talk frequently to many of the chapter leaders that I might've known on the, on the outskirts. I mean, we have 120 chapters. So knowing who their secretary and their treasurer and, and whatnot is, 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 can be daunting, but, we've increased the collaboration, the communication with them to get them closer. One of my friends at the beginning of the pandemic said, you know, this whole idea of social distancing is absolutely wrong. We should stop social distancing at, at, as, as, a, uh, as an idea. We want to physically distance so that we can, you know, stop the curve or whatever you want to call it. But socially, we want to stay connected. And I think because of, of the way that we um, engage with our, our, our membership, we engage with our communities, I think we did a really good job in that. We got closer to a lot more of our community than ever before. 
That's what we did at the global level. But then our chapters also pivoted and went to virtual conference, not necessarily conferences, but virtual events. So we supply a Zoom account to each one of our chapters and they did all of their monthly meetings. Some of them did their professional development days. I'm using Zoom uh, through a, a virtual tool, of course, um, to, again, unite the community, bring them together. I think we also, I mean, IIBA is entirely virtual to begin with. So we didn't really have to change much, but what we did is we changed the way we reacted within our community. Um, we, we did all sorts of, of, of great things that we kept going. So we kept working on the product ownership analysis, our, our latest guide and our latest certification. We did that um, at the beginning of the pandemic while other organizations were trying to figure out how they were going to survive, how they were going to, to adapt to the pandemic. We didn't need to because we were already there. Um, and we got a lot accomplished while, while we could, and we're still going on. Yeah, I like I like the fact it's global because I've been able to certainly watch webinars all over the world with IABA. I've also been able to participate and present to IABA New Zealand, um, IABA UK. <laughs> so sure. the, list, the list is endless. We have one member um, that's in our Saskatchewan chapter, and I have seen her at maybe five or six different chapter events in the course of a single week. She would go, <laughs> she, she was in Puerto Rico and Hawaii, and I think she was in the UK and Brussels and, and all over the place. It's, nice. it's great. So one of the, the other things that we did during the pandemic, uh, actually just this May is when we launched, is we went to a, a harmonization project. Um, and harmonization was about simplification and unification. So um, our membership fees went up slightly um, we got rid of the, the uh, uh, I can't remember what it was called, the activation fee, and we got rid of chapter membership fees. So it's one fee uh, for membership. Uh, it increased our reliance on the community as a whole. We became IIBA, not well, chapter versus IBA global versus, it became really united the community. So um, that was another great thing. And being a member of IIBA, gives you access to all of our chapters. Mm -hmm. um, so you could attend a, con a conference in, in New Zealand at the IIBA member price, uh, even though you've maybe never been to New Zealand. It's, it's an amazing chapter in an amazing country, but uh, it, by belonging to IIBA, you essentially belong to all of our chapters. Well, that's uh, good. I think so, that's good. Yeah, that's been yeah. fantastic. That's fantastic. I think definitely that's, uh... A uh, way to better support the industry and certainly a way to better support member needs, no doubt. Um, so let's talk a bit about the certifications. Uh, can you discuss the certification offerings at IABA and any new ones that have come out recently? Well, we have two different types of certification. Um, we have our core certifications and our specialized certifications. Um, our, our certifications typically are competency-based, which means you typically have to have work experience. You have to have shown that you can apply the guide. It's not just read the information, write a test, and all of a sudden you're certified. No, you have to prove that you've done it. Um, from the core certification, we have, of course, our ECBA, our entry-level certificate in business analysis, um, our competency in business analysis, which is our, our mid-level, and then what we refer to as the gold standard, the CBAT, Certified Business Analysis Professional, um, which is uh, our obviously our, our, our more senior level uh, core certification. So those, those are the three cores. Um, 
then we have, I'm going to get this wrong because we just added the, the uh, fourth one. We have four specialized certifications, right? We have the agile certification, the AAC, right, we have yeah. business data analytics, um, because our organizations are looking for more data-driven decisions. And we believe that business analysis is a great way to really showcase that, that desire for data and to make stories out of the data and transform data into actions. Um, so that's that's the, the CBDA, if you will. Then we have the CCA, which we actually did launch at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, it's the cybersecurity, because it's the number one thing that keeps our CIOs and CEOs up at night. Uh, we realized that when we're, we're creating a solution to one of our problems, a lot of the times what was happening is we would bolt on a cybersecurity component after the fact, whereas the uh, cybersecurity certification and the guide are all about baking that in so that we're thinking of cybersecurity earlier on to uh, achieve better results. So that was, that was in, I want to say early 2020. And then of course this year was the latest one, um, the certificate of product ownership analysis, uh, which is a, a tongue full to say, let me tell you, but it's based on product ownership, slightly different than our agile certification, but meant more towards um, how product owners will re will act in a uh, analysis uh, uh, threat, how we can take on ownership of a product versus a project and how uh, uh, we can make a difference in the agile world. Well, fantastic. Yeah, seven yeah. certifications. Wow, that's a, that's a lot. And I know there's only, well, there's very few people who actually have all seven, uh, but I'm, I know there are some people who have at least six. So maybe they can add to that. Well, more. the last I saw it, and this was before CPOA was released, there were two members that had all six certifications. Um, you know, I haven't, haven't checked that report since the CPOA launched. I'm pretty sure that uh, they've got... Uh, there's more than one that has seven by now. Wow. That's, that's incredible. That's amazing. Um, I know people either have time on their hands or they're exceptionally bright. One of the two, but uh, you need time to study for one. So study for well, seven. Hopefully they're both. Uh, yeah. Hopefully that's actually, you know what? It's motivation certainly for other people to say, you know what, if I want two or three, I can do it because there's someone out there who's done seven. So there uh, should be no complaints. Um, so I was going to say, so you've talked a lot about uh, IIBA globally and, and the changes that have happened over the last year. And you did mention briefly about Knowledge Hub. Maybe you can talk a bit more about IIBA's Knowledge Hub. Um, what, what's that all about? So Knowledge Hub is nothing short of outstanding. Um, it's been a long time coming. I know um, one of the directors that was directly responsible for it, he's been talking about Knowledge Hub and how desperately it was needed uh, for, for many, many years. The, the Knowledge Hub is a go-to resource. It's an online resource where you can ask questions, basically. How do I do this? How, what's the scenario? What are the tasks involved? And it has tasks and templates and mm. videos on how you can apply different portions of business analysis from the Babok. Mm. And right now, the Knowledge Hub is limited to the, um, to the Babok. But we do have plans to expand that into the Agile um, extension, into data analytics and whatnot. We're going to keep going with it because it's we've seen over the last few months since we first launched it, it's been incredibly well uh, um, 
accessed and people are, are saying some very positive things about it because where else can you go and say, listen, I want to know, I'm a junior BA and I, I don't know how to do stakeholder analysis. I can go there and say, well, hey, you want to know who should be involved in this? Here, watch this video. Here's this template. Here, follow this scenario. And it's just a more comprehensive guide into business analysis in general. Uh, it's a, as I said, it's nothing short of outstanding. No, and yeah. it's going to get even better if you can believe it. Yeah, no, I think it's awesome. Because when I started in business analysis, it hadn't really been, there hadn't been standards. So now IIB has created that standard. And also I didn't have any templates. I had to run around and learn this stuff. It took me much longer. So I think certainly for those who are up and coming, you've got the standards, you've got the templates in place and you can just get right into a job and you know grow from there. And business analysis is more than just templates, right? I remember when I was setting up the center of excellence um, at my former company, we were talking about well, what templates are we using? We certainly did that, but it's not just filling out a template. Mm. You've got to know which template to fill it out why you're filling it out and what, what you're going to accomplish. You've got to have the, the ana analytical mindset behind you to fill out the, the, the template and provide that information because anyone can just fill out a template, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But does it have any meaning? Um, the knowledge hub really walks you through that mindset and how to do it and why you should be doing it. Um, so from that perspective, in my mind, it's a lot more powerful. Yeah, no, for sure, definitely. So, what do you where do you see IIBA over the next year or two? What what do they have planned? Well, I got to say that the biggest one is global expansion. Um, not that we're trying to take over the world necessarily, but one of the things that we've noticed is business analysis doesn't happen just in English. Um, we recently, and I believe it was last year, we uh, released the Babok in French Canadian. Um, we're currently working on standard French. We're also currently working on Chinese. And then the next step is to take some of those exams and convert them into the different languages. Um, one of the ones that really excites me is Spanish. Um, Spanish would open uh, Central and South America to the community, um, which we've long neglected. So when I say global expansion from that perspective, um, it's not a, a, we're not an evil empire trying to do this. We're trying to just, just reach out to more organizations to enable those better business outcomes that we talk about so much. Uh, that's one of the things. Um, the other thing is we'll, we'll be doing some additional work on some of our certifications. So some of our exams have, have it gotten a little long in the two, so we'll probably update those with, with new banks or whatnot. Uh, we do currently have an initiative to refresh our core standard, which is the, the nucleus of the BABOC, uh, which means that Somewhere in the future, we'll probably be coming up with version four of the Babylon. Uh, you know, got to keep on top of things and we have to keep going, f moving forward. So we'll be doing a lot of that. But I think a lot of it is going to be about engagement. Um, engagement is, go figure, near and dear to my heart. Um, and we're, we're just going to, to see how we can get involved in day-to-day -day lives of more practitioners at a deeper level. It's probably the best way to say it. I was going to say the languages that you mentioned, that you listed, I think are the major languages that the United Nations recognizes. So English, French, Spanish, Mandarin. Uh, I, I, there's two more. And I, Arabic is another one. Arabic is another one. And there's one more. I can't remember. Maybe it's Portuguese. And, and, and absolutely. So we already have translations in German, Russian, uh, Portuguese. So we'll, we'll, we'll expand on that. And when we... 
I'm certain that we'll get to Arabic, and I'm certain that we'll we'll expand on that some more. It's those those uh, most used languages. We won't we yeah. won't do it in every language. Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll ever see an Esperanto version of the Baba, but um, we will definitely uh, uh, expand from just English. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need the major ones. So volunteers make up a huge part of IABA. Without volunteers, you guys wouldn't run. How can BAs volunteer with IIBA and what are some of the volunteer positions they can they can take on so volunteers are amazing they are the backbone of everything that we do um i can i could probably stand up here for an hour and just gush over the incredible work that our volunteers do on a daily basis uh, I, I know a couple of, of years ago I, I ran a report to see how how many hours are volunteers typically put into, uh, into IBA and well, they blow our staff away. Now there's also a lot more of them, but when you consider that the volunteers do this work over and above their regular day-to-day mm. jobs, it's pretty impressive, yeah. right? So we have a, a very small staff at IBA with about 50 staff members, plus or minus, um, but we rely heavily on our volunteers. So our volunteers will, help with a lot of our guides. So the, the core standard refresh that I talked about is, is underway right now. Um, the Babak, when it gets refreshed, will rely heavily on volunteers. The, um, all the certification, any changes we make to those, will rely on volunteers. And of course, all of our chapters are volunteer run. Um, we have about 900 volunteers around the world that run our chapters, uh, which is phenomenal and getting to know them has been amazing. And some of the work that they've been doing is just short of spectacular. Um, actually, no, it's not short. It's just spectacular. Uh, so, Fantastic. you know, hats off to the volunteers for all the work they do. Now, if someone wants to get involved, I mean, so those are, are some of the, what I would refer to as the ongoing volunteer opportunities, but we also have volunteers where, you know, if, if I want to do a, a quick tip or I want to do a blog post or I want to do write an article for whatnot, those are volunteers as well. So uh, to, to do that, you can go to the get involved section of IB.org. Um, and uh, sign up. That's where we put all of our volunteer opportunities. Uh, it's a great opportunity to uh, gain CDUs if you're certified. It's also a great opportunity to give back to the community and to your family. And helping out your family is always a great thing. Fantastic. Now, actually, I was curious, just as you're explaining that, it realized now that you guys have global memberships. So if you're going to volunteer with a specific chapter, does that mean now you can volunteer anywhere or how does that work? You certainly could volunteer anywhere. So I know that uh, our Vancouver and our Va- and our Victoria chapters are really, really close for those of you that know the, the, the geography in Western Canada, but they are sharing volunteers um, just okay. because, I mean, Vancouver is a much larger city than Victoria and a larger yeah. pool to, to draw from. Um, you can volunteer from anywhere you want around the world. It's, uh, it's absolutely uh, uh, incredible opportunity that being said you probably want to give back to your community because the community in and i'm going to pick on poor hawaii but the community in hawaii is different than the community in kentucky Mm. or in ottawa or in romania or wherever Mm. um because maybe maybe in hawaii they do they don't do agile projects the same way I'm not saying they don't do them the same way. It's just maybe Agile hasn't got the foothold at some yeah. other places. Maybe they're still heavily focused in on waterfall projects. So if 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 you don't have that local flavor, um, you maybe I mean, 
again, you can volunteer anywhere, anywhere you want. That's not an issue, but you probably want to get back where it has some meaning to you. Yeah. Um, and, and that's entirely your choice. Yeah. Not, not to mention the time zones. Don't go somewhere that's 16 well, hours ahead of you. That's true. Um, yeah. Time zones become, and, and you yeah. and I were talking about this earlier that um, being responsible for, for chapters of membership around the world, uh, some of the time zone differences can be, can be amazing. It, it also means that I can be in Brussels first thing in the morning. I can be in London uh, mid afternoon and back in Hawaii um, late that night. Yeah. It's for a really long day some days, yeah. but uh, very rewarding nonetheless. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I've uh, I think I'm scheduled to speak at a couple of IIBAs coming up. I did speak at IIBA Brussels, so uh, and IIBA St. Paul, Minneapolis, or Minneapolis St. Paul is there as well. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. You just spread spread yourself around. So uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, Jared, how how can they do so? So the easiest way is through email, jared.gorai at iib.org. Um, you can also call the the toll free number. You can find that on iib.org. Uh, the other options are. LinkedIn. Um, I have a pretty unique first name and last name, so there's not too many Jared Gorai. Actually, there are no other Jared Gorais, um, so that's pretty easy to do. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm the passionate BA. Uh, go figure. I'm, I'm very passionate about this uh, profession and the discipline. Um, those would probably be the best ways to contact me. Fantastic. Well, from one uh, inquisitive BA to a passionate BA, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been absolutely splendid having you. Well, thank you, Marcus. This was unbelievable. I'm grinning from ear to ear because I had so much fun. I do have my, I have a lot of fun talking about business analysis in general. Um, normally, I don't talk about IBA in this regard, but so that was interesting and unique. But thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. It was great. And so I wish you a wonderful, happy day. We have a very sunny day today in September in Calgary, which is rare for this time of year. So enjoy the weather as much as you can before it goes south, so to speak. <laughs> I shall try. You too. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. The Lewis Institute provides an enterprise project management program that does more than just train PMs. It helps support them from the CEO level on down. These courses help certify project leaders and prepare them to pass the PMP exam. The Business Agility Institute provides Emergence, the Journal of Business Agility. This quarterly publication brings you inspiring stories from the most innovative companies. Use the promo code ANALYST to get a 10% discount on your annual subscription.